This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Happy Friday, Raider Nation. It's time for another Silver and Black Blitz from Silver and Black today. I am Scott Branson. Thanks for being with me. Hope you are getting ready for a good weekend. Of course, last night we had the first football game. Yes, I know it's the Hall of Fame game. Of course, you remember the Raiders playing it last year. But either way, football is back. It was great to have it on television. Of course, all the backups, all the guys looking to earn roster spots are there. But it just felt good to have football on. And I hope you felt the same way. couple things I want to talk about today. First, I'm going to start off with a report from our good friend, Q Myers. Of course, my former co-host here on the show. Also, when I was on Raider Nation Radio, he was my co-host. Now he is the host of a show over there and, and the program manager for a bunch of stations in Las Vegas. But anyway, Q talked about some sources he had talked. And Q is not a guy who drops a lot of names. And, of course, he's not going to tell you who because you got to protect that person. But Q mentioned about how last year, under Derek Carr, the Raiders during camp would kind of, hey, maybe tell uh, defensive backs not to intercept Derek Carr to help build his confidence. So what does that mean, and why are we revisiting this? Well, again, I haven't heard Q's show after he posted the video as part of his podcast on uh, Thursday, but certainly... It's sort of in line with what everybody says. I'm not here to just disparage Derek Carr. Every player is different, but you can sort of understand that maybe, just maybe, this is one of the reasons why, after being with him for almost a full season, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels said, you know what, not our guy. And it's a different psychology there. Derek Carr is a good quarterback again. So all you people who are love in love with or love Derek Carr as a player. I'm not I'm not criticizing him. Everybody's different. But clearly there was some things at least intimated from what Q reports uh, and his source reports. So I'm getting it third hand, yes, but but I trust Q implicitly. He's a good man, he's a good radio guy, and I know he wouldn't share it unless he was confident for about the person who told it to him. So anyway, I just mentioned that off the top because I think it does reinforce a little bit of what we understood the kind of Derek Carr personality to be. And I'm not here to knock the guy. I'm not here to call him names, call him soft. Anyway, I'm not here to do that. What I'm here to say, though, is clearly those reports show some of the concern the Raiders had after nine years or eight years of him being there in the building and being part of the organization. Now, we'll see if that carries through to New Orleans, but players seem to be a little, I think, energized by Jimmy Garoppolo and his style, different style, very laid back too, 
but he's also a little more chippy from what we hear. He's talking a little trash out there, which is all good. And uh, not as, I think, mentally the same as Derek Carr. They have, but both have strengths and weaknesses, as I said in the last, in the last show. But I will tell you that it's just palpable because you're seeing multiple reports now and things being said at press conferences that intimate. Now, they don't come out and say it. You're not going to do that. You might like a guy and just not like some of the things you had to adjust to fit that person. Either way, doesn't mean the Raiders will be successful with Jimmy G yet. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. But just an interesting story coming out of camp. And again, Q's my guy. I trust him implicitly. And it was a good report uh, from him on his podcast and sharing it on social media, which is where I saw it. So good stuff. The second thing I want to talk to you about on this Friday and having a little fun because it is Friday, right? Are you getting ready to have that adult beverage, maybe? Get out of work, say goodbye to the boss, get home and count 38 days until football season starts. Yes, 38 days. So it's around the corner. Then you'll have weekends full of football. College football is even closer, which is great. I love college football, too. But obviously, Raider football is what you guys are passionate about, so it'll be back in 38 days. But I found this interesting. Our friends over at bookies.com, they do a lot of interesting stats. If you remember, we went through the most hated fans, the most loved fans, the best fans. They do all these lists, and some of them... Let's, let's face it, some of them aren't that great, and some of them I just don't, I don't talk about on the air. But this one was interesting because, to me, uh, one of the things, if you go back, since we've been doing this show for seven years, and when you go back to uh, 2017 and uh, Raiders get approved to move, the Oakland fans, after a while, let it settle in, so you get to 2018. Then 2019, you're almost a year away from the Raiders leaving. And so many of you were concerned with the tailgating situation because the tailgate culture in Oakland was next level, and you guys love it. So there was a big concern, especially with where Allegiant Stadium is located in Las Vegas, that there would be a good spot to tailgate. Yeah, forget when the Super Bowl. It's just tailgating. No, I'm just kidding. But tailgating and the culture around uh, kind of game day. And it was a fair concern. And I remember at the time, because I was covering the the construction of the stadium, the planning around the stadium, the looking for parking for the stadium. And I talked a lot, uh, a lot of it off the record, to Mark Bedane, who was the president of the Raiders at the time. And I used to talk to him. And he shared with me ideas I couldn't share publicly but we knew that 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 was not going to happen, that there was going to be tailgating. And yes, it would be different than Oakland, not just one big parking lot surrounding a city, or excuse me, a stadium, but that it would be uh, a good spot and that there would be people be able to gather. A lot of fans, you know, went apocalyptic saying, look, Raider Nation's going to have nowhere to go. It's landlocked. There's nothing around there. And certainly they made, they made good on that. Plus, you add in the strip and all the hotels that are in walking distance and there's opportunity there, sports bars. And in fact, Mandalay Bay built sports bars and did other things, and they still do pre-game for the Raiders when they're in Vegas, right? So there's that. And and but but listen, I knew and I understood the concern because anytime you have change, it's gonna be hard. But everyone was so adamant 
that there, it sucks. They're never going to be able to do it. How am I going to do my game? I'm not going to see my friends. And then you got great organizations like Josh, our friends over at Raider Dad, who do a tailgate every Sunday, which is phenomenal. You got to go out and support them. But you have them out there. So, so clearly the tailgate culture has come from Oakland. Is it the same? No. Is it even close to being as good yet? No. Is it getting better each season? Yes. And so it'll get there, right? But when we come back from this really quick little break, we're going to go through this listing. Where do the Raiders, where does Allegiant Stadium, where does Las Vegas rank in the NFL in the top 25 or top 32, excuse me, as far as being pregame? Who has the best pregame atmosphere? And I'll give you all the parameters on that. You're listening to Silver and Black Blitz from Silver and Black today. We'll be back right after this. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're back, Silver and Black Blitz, on this Friday, August 4th. Yes, we are Silver and Black today. Scott Branson, your host, will be back on Tuesday with a full show, myself and my co-host Mo Moten. Man, last week we had such a good week with guests. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We started with Jason Fitz on Tuesday, and then on Thursday we had uh, Brian Baldinger. Baldy was back, and of course, dropping truth bombs all over the place. He's the best, and you guys... It blows me away the number of downloads and listens that those episodes get. It's just crazy. We love Baldy for that, but we also love Baldy because he's him, and he is great, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, and then Jose Sanchez was on as well, who covered the 49ers, covered Jimmy G at the 49ers, gave you some inside material there as well, which I thought was really good. So we hope you loved it. It looks like by the con- um, the consumption of the podcast you did... So we ask you to keep coming back. And also do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please do so wherever you get your audio. We're also up on YouTube. These blitzes are not on YouTube yet. I will get there soon. Got to set up some new studios and uh, get some new cameras and stuff set up. So I will do that. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Hit the uh, subscribe, then hit the notifications bell as well. Also, uh, coming up as we do every week is our mailbag show. So if you want to mail us a question or a comment, just send it to mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Leave the comments on here. Follow me on Twitter. Excuse me. X <laughs> LV Goli at LV Goli. The show's at SNB today. All right. So let's get back into this list. We talk about Las Vegas and we talk about the Raiders and Raider Nation. And so uh, if you look at this, now I've been itching to know how your beloved Raiders and you as Raider Nation, because it's you, it's you who, who make this list by what you do before the games, how you stack up in kind of the pregame fan experience. And some of that's on the Raiders too. We know that. But, but let's, let's dive in here because this is according to bookies.com, by the way. First things first, I'll just give you the Raider ranking off the top. 
and give yourself a little bit of uh, applause, if you will, right? Uh, I have an applause button. Is it here? No, that's the crickets. No, that's that. No, I got no, that's that's not it either. Yeah, that's for me. All right, sorry about that. So, so first things first. Uh, the Raiders came in, and all of you came in f- at number eleven. Not bad, not bad. There's thirty-two teams, but hold your horses, folks, because we got to unpack this here first. So let's do the list a bit. Number one ranked pregame fan experience according to bookies.com, and I'll get into the methodology here in a minute. Is Green Bay? Green Bay Packers. Hey, there's nothing else to do up there, so maybe that's true. Number two is Pittsburgh Steelers. If you've been there, I know a lot of Raider Nation has followed the Raiders out there several times, and you can attest they do have a good pregame. Minnesota surprises me a little bit. I have not experienced Minnesota, so I'm not sure. Tied for fourth, Seattle, Dallas, and Kansas City. Now, I've done pregame at Kansas City, so it's hard to argue with that one. Very good. Then uh, you get to number seven because there's a three-way tie for four. Number seven is Atlanta. And then uh, other notables in the top ten. Denver made the top ten. Now, again, I've not been to Denver for pregame, so those of you who have, you can, you can call out to me. I know how much you hate the Broncos, but how's the pregame experience? And then if you look at, uh, then at the Raiders, number 11. Okay, so Las Vegas, number 11. So you look at that. Uh, and and all of the things that pop up, this is proximity to the city, the activity around the stadium, the ease of getting there, all that kind of stuff. Now, again, I remind you, 2019, the nation was worried about losing that legendary Oakland tailgate culture. Turns out they brought it with them. Obviously, you all brought it with you uh, to the city that never sleeps. It's Vegas, baby. What do you expect, right? Bookies.com, their, their kind of fancy algorithm takes into account the miles from the city center, which you could say are relevant for sure. Tailgating ambiance. Now that's very subjective. Nearby entertainment and fan sentiment. Now fan sentiment's an interesting one. I don't have details on exactly what that all entailed, but I'll let you read into it what you may. But let me tell you one thing that they can't factor in, and even with those 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 little pieces of data that they're taking, is this sheer electrifying energy of Las Vegas itself. Just think about it, Raider Nation. Las Vegas is the oasis. Yes, that's what it's always been. The oasis of excitement and kind of that, that um, I don't know what you call it, nonstop revelry, right? Now, while other cities might be closer to the downtown area, which has you know some, some cachet with it in some places, um, they cannot compete with the allure of Las Vegas. That's my view. We're not just talking about the tailgating. We're talking about the full-blown pregame experience. These rankings just can't include the excitement and the destination location that is location that is Las Vegas. It just can't. So I think the Raiders should rank higher. How much higher? I'm not sure based on all the parameters, but it has to account for a lot. Let's not forget that these infamous tailgate parties happening right outside Allegiant Stadium are right there off the Las Vegas Strip, one of the most unique, if not the most unique place in the world when it comes to entertainment. Raider Nation gathers there like family, like you've always done, and that's carried over. You have new family, too. You have Los Angeles family now mixing more in with the Bay Area family and the Vegas family. They're having laugh. They're sizzling grills, right? They're firing those puppies up. And um, from all the pictures, all the sounds... 
you can see how it's starting to gel. It takes time, but it's getting better and better, I think, each game. And again, shout out to our friends Raiders Dad. If you Raider Dad, if you haven't been out there to help with that cause, make sure you do that um, as well as they're helping families get to Raiders games of all. We're talking about Raiders games. Let's help folks get there. Now, here's the kicker. Uh, again, they did not include the intangibles. And I think you have to include the intangibles in a list like this. I get that you go to the data points. And again, I'm not saying the Raiders should be number one, but I think some of these, and again, I'm not familiar with Denver or Minnesota. Certainly familiar with Kansas City, and Dallas is obviously a big one. But I think they're not including Las Vegas as the experience itself as part of the pregame. And then you add the Raiders into the mix, the game at Allegiant, beautiful stadium. It's like fireworks on the 4th of July. And you can't get that everywhere else. You just can't. And then, of course, this wasn't included, and you know this is a strength of Raider, which is the diverse fan base. Families, friends, visitors from all corners of the world. I mean, everybody's always welcomed. That's the one thing about the culture that's amazing to me. Everyone's part of that Raider ruckus, man. Everybody is welcome. It's the kind of, kind of atmosphere, I think, that is, is what you want in a game. You, you, people get shivers. I mean, when you see people with tattoos and you see people with, with the super fans' costumes on, with people with their jerseys, it's, it's incredible. It's part of a football pilgrimage each, each week. Not just once a year. It's every game. So I think Raider Nation, wrapping this up, while the 11th spot is no small feat, we know deep... Deep down, especially in your silver and black hearts out there, that the Raiders deserve to be ranked a little bit higher at least. Like, I, th- I think they should be top five. I do. Not just because it's Vegas, but, but that has a lot to do with it. And you toss that in, the history, the personality, the Vegas charm, and a fan base that could power a stadium with the passion alone, right? And I know we've had issues with the stadium. We'll address that at a different time. But that is what makes that experience overall amazing. And so, you know, you have to remember that the Raiders will inject as they get better, an extra dose of excitement into what is an already exciting city. You look at what happened with the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup this year. You have the iconic strip with vibrant bars and restaurants and the buzz on game day. And then the halftime shows. I mean, think about the Raiders, the talent they're getting on a regular season game, it's unbelievable whether it's Santana or it's you know a top name in hip hop or R and B. It's just crazy. Vegas is an entertainment capital, and it's about showstoppers. And so the Raiders are playing their way into that. And if you haven't been to a game, you plan on catching a game there. Let me tell you, it's not just a football game; it's an experience. That's why they get such high ticket costs. But remember, if you're considering Vegas is a destination for your pregame adventure. What happens in Vegas may stay in Vegas, but the memories of a Raiders game will stay with you forever. So you have to always remember that. All right? So there we are, number 11. All right, Raider Nation. Well, that's all for today's episode of Silver and Black Blitz. Hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, remember to hit the subscribe button and let's spread the word about our podcast. We appreciate it. And we're getting ready to season. And we like, hope that you like a more daily presence here with these little short shows, uh, the blitz. Uh, but we certainly appreciate it. We will be back on Monday with another blitz and then Tuesday, a full show with myself and my co-host Mo Moten until next time, Raider nation, keep the faith, keep the party going. And remember when you're in Vegas, 
Every day is game day. And stay frosty, my friends. Take care.